Welcome to the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. My name is Ian alongside my co-host Matthew here. Um, we are a couple days away from probably one of the most uh, most beautiful races of the calendar. It's a little bit boring, but it's made a little bit better with the beauty, and that's Monaco. So, Marco, how are we doing? How are we feeling? How excited are we for Monaco? I am doing well. I think this is... One of my favorite races to look forward to just because of kind of all the allure and, and the history and the excitement going behind it. As you said, a little bit of a slow race, but I think it's just kind of that status of, you know, Monaco where it, it, it does bring a ton of excitement to to it. I think like a lot of people who are outside of the sport looking in and don't know a lot about F1 know about Monaco because this is the one where like all the celebrities come out. Like this is the glitz and the glamour highlight, you know, of the F1 calendar. So, yeah, you know, there's if you look up like highlights of uh, of Monaco on YouTube, there's there's plenty of different, you know, I would say like, you know, different little highlight videos of, you know, celebrities there. Will Smith waving one of the uh, I think it's the checkered flag or the green flag. Um and yeah, Tom Brady is... throwing a, a football, I think, to Danny Rick. Oh yeah, um, a couple I years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is the uh, the the rich, bougie, uh, you know, area of of the world. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about Monaco, um, just some recent headlines, and then race predictions. So I think this one uh, shouldn't be too long, super easily digestible, and uh, and then we'll recap it after the Grand Prix on Sunday. So. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about Monaco. Yeah. So uh, as we said, Monaco is a short track. It is actually the shortest track on the F1 series. It's 78 laps, just over 3.3 kilometers, I believe. And I could be 100% wrong on this, but I, I believe they said that each lap is about a minute and 10 seconds long. So super, super quick. It was originally founded and started in 1929 and has been going every year since. And it's it's one of those it's one of the races along with the Indy 500, the 24 Hours de Le Mans is that formed the triple crown of motorsport. So this is obviously you know as we'd said you know very well respected, kind of the the hoity toity high class type of race. Yeah, the circuit itself is ridiculously narrow. Um, it is it's a street track, so it's on the streets of Monaco. A bunch of elevation changes, tight corners. It's the only uh, it's the only tunnel or like long tunnel on the on the uh, F1 calendar, um, and it's super demanding. So you're gonna like a lot of the drivers will talk about how this is super like very labor intensive. You know, constantly thinking like you always are. Um, you know, with buttons on the car, but this is very very technical track. You know, for the driver pretty low speeds compared to the rest of the calendar um, and it's pretty dangerous because there's not like a runoff area in a lot of places so um, you know rather than having like you know going wide at a turn and going too wide and then just being able to kind of rejoin instead of being able to rejoin you're basically into a wall yeah and there's actually some I this wasn't an f1 but there's been some wild wild crashes within the past couple of years where I believe some guy just just ran into a wall from like 30 feet in the air. Uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So if you guys do have the time, I would kind of check up and, and see some of these type of crashes just because there is the margin. Of, there is no margin of error with this. And I, I know Ian had mentioned, but uh, this is the only Grand Prix that does not adhere to the FIA's mandated 305 kilometer minimum race for uh, distance for F1 races. So typically 190 mile, but uh, this is so the only one that, as we'd said continuously, that it is a really small track and they do have their little exemptions just due to it being Monaco. 
Yeah, and I mean, talking about this past season, Max has had some issues. Max Verstappen has had some issues with track limits, um, where he passed Lewis on in Bahrain and had to give the spot back. You know, he got his uh, fastest lap taken away. So one thing that we're not going to see is any bullshit from the FIA um, talking about track limits, because again, if you are eating track limits, then you have a broken car. I, I do want to go back to. I know you said this is like one of the only tunnels in uh, F1. This. I've always just wondered, wished this, you know, everyone says with how F1 cars, uh, how fast they're going and how low they are to the ground can go up the tunnel and actually drive upside down. If that would be one passing maneuver that one car could do just to maybe pull out in front, maybe a 2-1 finish and just he pulls that move one day, one day. <laughs> they do. Have, yeah, they do talk about because the downforce like you can be upside down in the tunnel. And there's not a lot of passing on this track just because of how narrow it is. So, if, yeah, they could figure it out. Maybe that's like a next, uh, you know, Red Bull advancement that gets shot down by the FIA of being able to drive upside down. Are they all talk or are they going to actually practice what they preach and say, hey, we can actually drive upside down? And then just talking more about some of the history. So looking back at previous race winners, Ayrton Senna has the most wins with six, followed by Graham Hill and Michael Schumacher with five. The current drivers that have race wins, Lewis has three, Alonso and Vettel have two, and there are a handful as well that have uh, just one. And the last race winner was Lewis in 2019. 2020, the race was actually unfortunately canceled just from unforeseen circumstances. Who would have thought? And McLaren has the most constructor wins with 15, Ferrari coming in second with 10, and Mercedes at eight. So that was actually surprising for me to see is how big of a gap that McLaren had on, on the other drivers. But, uh, you know, who would have thought? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Senna has won a lot of those, and he was with McLaren for, for many of them. So makes sense, but, yeah, cool to see. And I, I would say the last thing is kind of entertaining. So if you haven't seen the, the circuit, it actually does have a, a nice little area that goes right next to the Mediterranean. So you'll see all these massive hundred of million dollar yachts out there as we'd said with all these celebrities and there's actually been two drivers in f1 that have actually ended up in the mediterranean during car crashes the they both ended up with their backs turned to the mediterranean as they crashed but i was just kind of imagining how funny it would be or how cool it would be just to be you know 10 15 feet in the air looking straight into the water i think that'd be pretty cool unfortunately they they were looking back at the city but you know, maybe maybe we can pull something out this year. Yeah, and you said two have been in the water, and Smart Money says that we will get our third with Nikita Mazepin, who is not a very good technical driver, going against one of the most tech or the most technical track of the grid. Give the people what they want. You know Give you're not going to win. Just fucking yeah. do it. Take a bath, Nikita. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, oh, uh, and then just a little bit about the weather at Monaco. It looks pretty good. Six, Saturday is going to be 63 and cloudy with Sunday 66 and cloudy. There should be some rains on Monday, but it doesn't seem like it's going to come in and affect any of the race uh, that we see currently. So uh, some great weather. Hope, I'm, I'm kind of glad this is actually a, a race that I feel like if there was some torrential downpour, some tough weather, it would make this track that much harder to, to run. And so hopefully give the drivers the best weather conditions as possible for this. Love it. Awesome. Well, moving on uh, from Monaco, we do want to talk about some recent headlines. It's been a little while since we've put an episode out. Um, before we do that, we do want to tip our cap to our sponsors. Our sponsor today 
The Eat and Asphalt Podcast is brought to you by the Haas Body Shop. When you're on the road, accidents happen. Most of the time, it is your fault. But that's why the folks down at Haas Body Shop are there to support you. Gallup polls show that this weekend is going to be one of the ugliest of the year in terms of car wrecks due to intoxicated drivers, negligence, and even daddy not making a good enough vroom vroom machine for you. And with only a few years in practice, Haas Body Shop boasts the most amount of experience in the world with wrecked cars. Haas Body Shop, we are the wreck expert. Well, thank you so much, for Haas, for being a, a huge supporter of the podcast and look forward to seeing you guys this weekend. And moving on to recent headlines, the first one we have for you is Fernando Alonso says his 100% is not enough to beat Esteban Ocon right now. That does seem to be true as you have been pretty much struggling to beat just the Haas cars uh, right behind you. So that that does not come in as as a huge surprise to to us. Yeah. Uh, We also got McLaren sporting a new golf livery. Um, This was super blown up on Twitter. There was even a, uh, you know, there was a stir among the Twitter community, somebody with the name um, F1 Paddock Employee came out with a tweet saying, Good evening. I have just been informed of McLaren's imminent announcement coming on Sunday. If what I have been told is true, then this is a huge step for both the team and the entire McLaren group. Stay tuned. And uh, it's just a new livery, man. It's just going to look different. Like, it's, I, I was expecting some kind of, like, you know, they were going to take their engine in or something, like, in-house or, or something like that. But, man, so I think just because of how built up it was, I didn't think it was that cool. But uh, just take, you know, kind of checking the pulse of everybody, uh, you know, on social media seemed to really like it a lot. So excited to see that thing move fast. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I was expecting a lot more as well. Get what you get, Marco. Moving on, Esteban Ocon getting rumors about joining Mercedes. So Toto Wolf came out saying that it's Esteban's call if he wants to continue at Alpine before having discussions with Mercedes. This actually did surprise me a lot. I feel like everyone is just on the George train that he's basically expected to come in and join Mercedes. But, you know, people forget that Ocon was um, a Mercedes driver, the third seat the last couple of years at Mercedes. And so... You know, it definitely did, I feel like, fall under the rug about, you know, his connection with Toto and and the team and the fact that, you know, they are seriously considering him for that Mercedes seat Uh, is good to see, you know, some potential, you know, competition between the two of these drivers and who else falls under that hat. Exactly. Um, We have had over this season a lot of debate over uh, the GOAT and Max, you know, kind of the new GOAT. Who's better? Who just has the better car? Um, and Fernando Alonso came out saying that Lewis Hamilton does have the better car. So I think that puts to rest the who has the better car debate for now. Uh, I assume that that will last probably one week until Red Bull has like a fastest lap time or something and people get back on the train of saying, oh, well, it's Red Bull's year, not Mercedes' year. I have to just disagree with that last part based off of what we can say, <laughs> to be honest. I think, if anything, we see next week another driver says – Lewis Hamilton has the best car, but he is also an incredible driver. I think we've. I think if you go back on our recent headlines, I think there's about four other times that people have said this, whether they're current drivers or not. So I think we're just going to keep adding them in and just build up a, a good who's who of who thinks that Lewis has the best car, but who is also a great driver. Love it. Uh, moving on. So Total Wolf says that he hopes for Formula One will add a second British race 
onto the streets of London. I think this would be exciting. I love street races. I think that it does, you know, have a much more different feel to it. Just seeing, you know, going into the streets and driving like that. Uh, on the other hand, you know, just help Lewis out even more than he already needs is, is having a home race, another home race for him. Yeah, exactly. We That's, you know, as if Lewis needs any more help, any more support. Uh, we got Sebastian Vettel, who was asked in a press conference if he had any advice for Max in fighting with Lewis for the championship, and his response was, obviously, I didn't succeed, Lewis beat me, so it's better to not give advice. Um, yeah, way to kind of know your place, Vettel. You had your day in the sun, you got four drivers' championships, but uh, it does appear that there was a, a certain winner um, and giving advice would be kind of a, a not hypocritical, but maybe a little out of place. Yeah, that was just him officially like kneeling to the king, being like, hey, exactly. what do I have to say? Exactly. Like, what you expect me to be able to give advice for that? Have you seen what has happened the last six years? Yeah, have you seen a Formula One race? <laughs> have you seen me in the last couple of years? Yikes. <laughs> I don't have any points this year. <laughs> Uh, moving on to, I, I would say probably the biggest headlines that has happened recently is Lando Norris has just signed a multi-year extension with McLaren. So you'll see him in the McLaren colors in this new livery for the next couple of years. I thought this was exciting. I'd been starting to consider potential new constructors that he might go to. I always thought that there's a, a good chance that he stays with McLaren. Taking him off the board, it's, it's starting to look at, you know, starting to already change the dynamic of open seats available and, you know, where some of these drivers are going to go to these bigger teams. Yeah. It's nice to see somebody with as much potential as Lando has signing up with McLaren and, and basically seeing through the project, like investing himself and his time into being like, okay, we're actually, you know, from where I joined the team to where we are now, maybe it's worth sticking around. Right. And finally, uh, most recent headline that we have is Lewis Hamilton says that F1 is a billionaire boys club. Well, I hate to break it to you, Lewis, and I'm not great with counting, but I'm pretty sure you made about $40 million this year. So uh, if you keep racing, you're not going to be, especially with sponsorships and everything like that, you're not going to be too far away from the old Billy Club yourself. Uh, I get what he's saying, though. Like People aren't going to be able to come up through the ranks. But, uh, you know, if you don't have money to buy a car, you can't race a car. Um, so, I don't know. Where do you stand on that, actually? I'm interested. So, yeah, I think maybe he's saying, like, hey, this is a billion billion boys club. I want to be in that club. Maybe that's yeah. how I'm going to look at it, where it's not like saying, like, this is a problem. It's like, hey, this is sick, and I'm pretty close. Get me to that boys club. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So that does it for recent headlines. Uh, and up next is race predictions. But before we get to that, we have an ad. So the Eat Now Asphalt podcast is brought to you by SayNoToGambling.com. SayNoToGambling.com is actually supported by the city of Monaco. Uh, as you know, Monaco is very anti-gambling and really looks down about, about this. And with the race coming up, they're really pushing hard against uh, having these. Uh, they do have a casino, and I've actually been inside of it. It's a front, and so I wouldn't look too far into this. But uh, thank you for our sponsors with that. I'll do my best not to bet on Lewis winning again. Yeah, in Monaco, which is one square mile, they uh, have a casino. So more uh, probably the most uh, casinos per square mile of any country in the world. You ever thought yeah, about that? Yeah, per capita, everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Awesome. All right. Let's go on to race predictions here. Um, wrap up the podcast. So who do we think uh, is going to crash or DNF? You go first. I'm going to go with a Haas. Not the Haas everyone is expecting. And I'm going to go with Mick Schumacher. I feel like I just had the choice between all three rookies. I think that experience is huge in this race. And so the margin of error is really tight. And I, I'm going to go with Mick on that one. Love it. I'm going to go with Yuki. Um, we are recording this on Thursday. So FP1 has actually already happened, which is weird. Monaco is, is different. The FP1 and FP2 are on Thursday rather than Friday, just because they have the Friday market. But since we're recording this on Thursday, we've already seen FP1 and FP2. Uh, Yuki was very, very, it seemed like jerky, like he was kind of like all over the track. And that's not going to be uh, conducive to as tiny of a track that Monaco is. Uh, you know, width-wise. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Yuki. Um, next up for winner, I saw the Ferraris doing pretty well in practice. Mm-hmm. I know you're not supposed to judge just based off of practice, but I'm going in uh, all the way in on Carlos Sainz. Ooh, going Sainz. If you're going to go with the Ferrari, huge surprise going with Sainz. Um, I know. Oh, I know, I'm, but I I'm like different. it. I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm also not going to use my Lewis ticket, though. I'm going to go with Max. I feel like I know in 2018 he had uh, his struggles with Danny winning, and I think he, he got in a crash during qualifying and, and had a struggle struggling race there. And So he hasn't had too much luck, but I'm, I'm thinking that he's going to do pretty well in this race. So I'm going to go with Max as the winner. That is not a bad prediction, and I hope you're right, honestly. You want to talk about last place? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to hit up on last place, and um, I'm going to go with Nikita Mazepin. Shocker. I will do the same. Double down. Double hasn't down. Let, it has not led us astray so far. Ride the hot uh, hand, baby. We're here for the, the long haul. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the interesting one for me, I, I'm curious to hear what your thought is, driver of the day. Yeah. Well... I uh, had Fernando Alonso for Barcelona just because it was his home track. That worked out horribly as he only beat the two Haases. Um, And I'm going to ride the cold hand with Charles since it's his home race. Um, He was actually, I mean, he went fastest in FP2. I think the Ferraris are pretty conducive, I guess, is is what I'm hearing. Helmut Marco, um, who's the advisor for Red Bull, said before uh, practice, he was like, yeah, these Ferraris are going to be great on this track. I don't know how he knows that, but he was right. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm going with Charles, uh, being driver of the day in front of his people. Yeah, so it was smart doing signs as winner, Charles as driver of the day. You're really like, yeah, yeah, playing it well with the the Ferrari choices. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Danny. Uh, as I had mentioned, Danny won in 2018 with Red Bull. I think. That is one of the most memorable things for me in my tenure as being an F1 fan is is him winning this race, his celebration, him, you know, jumping into the pool, uh, that little belly flop in the pool. Would love to see something similar to that and maybe even a shoey as a podium. But uh, I, I just I think that's just more of a, a personal reason why I want Danny to be driver of the day. Love it. Um, we have a sponsor for our next segment, per usual. The Douche of the Day, brought to you by Summer's Eve. Who do you got for Douche of the Day? I'm going to go with George. I think after Ooh. hearing some of that news about Ocon taking over Mercedes, and George has shown some immaturity, I think he might be a little frustrated, a little angry, and be like, no, that's my seat, and then get a little, yep, 
bump bump and run maybe against esteban i'm gonna call it right there dang if you're right on that we uh, i mean write it down right now if you're right on that let's give you double points if george is the douche of the day because esteban <laughs> Uncon, i'll be impressed be enough <laughs> yeah. uh my douche of the day is nicholas latifi i don't think he's gonna be able to do much in the uh in the williams car and if uh free practice is anything to judge by I think he's going to be a disaster. So something to do with blue flags, something to do with him crashing somebody out. Uh, I, you know, keep keep an eye out for the Canadian being that summer's eve douche. Great choice, great choice. And then up next is fastest pit stop minus the old Red Bull Ferrari. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, Aston Martin won me last time, so I'll I'll uh, I'll keep on them. <laughs> yeah, ride that hot hand, baby. Yeah, I I mean honestly. We talk about like minus Red Bull on the fastest pit stop. But Red Bull has not been the fastest. They have like, not. The I know, dude. It's not, they've been yeah dropping the ball a little bit. We might have to add them in. I uh, yeah. I think if they don't go, if they have another bad race in terms of pit stops, just I mean not bad, but you know if they're not fastest this time, uh, I think we should maybe get them back in the rotation. What do you think? Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Love it. All right, now time for the fun part, the wild card prediction, where, I mean, obviously we're just flying by the seat of our pants for all of these selections, but this one most of all. Um, my wild card prediction is I want to see, I mean, this is more of like a, a pipe dream for me, but I want to see a mercedes list podium. I think all it takes is somebody... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Minus one on that one. Take one away from all. I think all you have to see uh, is, you know, Lewis actually during practice today skid a little bit and it got me excited, got me thinking, you know, all it takes is one little mess up. We've seen Lewis mess up this year. So, uh, yeah, count me in for, I want to say a double Ferrari and sprinkle in a, in a uh, double Ferrari and a Red Bull podium. And if I get that right, I get five points. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you five points there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you ten points. <laughs> okay. I'll hold you to that. Uh, I'm going to double down with my driver of the day. I keep doubling down on some of these, and they never pay off. Uh, I'm going to go with Danny Podium. So I, I just I I love to see him doing well. That big old Australian smile. Let's go for it, Danny. I love it. I mean, he's won here before. He's getting you know a handle of the car. What was he P6 last race? So yeah, if there was ever a time for like an honest breakout performance, it was like, hey guys, I have arrived. I'm here. And yeah, Danny Podium. I like that one actually. Exactly. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, that does it for our race predictions, and that does it for Episode 9 of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. We really appreciate you listeners uh, tuning in this week. Uh, really excited for the race this weekend. Would love to hear your thoughts as well, so you guys can check us out on Twitter and Instagram under the Eaton Asphalt name. And feel free to like, sh share, subscribe, uh, get the word out. And um, I know we had mentioned last race that we do have a big interview coming up. So be on the lookout for that. I think we're going to be able to pull that off sometime next week. But just wanted to bring that back up after really giving it a, a ton of hype last episode. Love it. Well, that'll do it for episode nine of the Eden Asphalt podcast. We appreciate everybody listening, and we will see you after the Monaco Grand Prix. All right. Thanks so much. See you, assholes. See you, assholes.